Happy New Year, everybody. Welcome to the first show of 2019, episode 37 of Outspoken. Uh, my name is Justin White. My guest today is one of my oldest friends. We met in preschool and have been friends ever since. And even though we don't see each other all that often, because uh, we live on opposite coasts, um, every time we do see each other, it's as if we never ended the initial conversation. Um, it's just the most natural thing in the world to talk to him for me. And I feel completely at home and at ease. And that's, that's a rare thing. So, um, I'm, and I'm getting a little choked up thinking about it. It's pretty, pretty fantastic. So, um, he, uh, he's, we, I decided just to let this episode be a complete unedited longer than usual conversation in the spirit of our just sort of ongoing friendship and uncensored uh, time together. And um, ironically, this is probably the episode that I was the most nervous about recording before we started. And I, I don't, I can't explain why. I mean, I've never felt like I couldn't talk to Jason. So I guess, I guess maybe because we know each other so well, I thought, what the hell are we going to talk about? Like, what do we, what's left to cover? But um, as is always the case, we just kind of jumped in and and never stopped. And I think um, even though we did some reminiscing that may not be totally relevant to everyone, I think it's uh, there's enough universality to it that um, you'll get something out of it. Anyway. Uh, I want to tell you about all of the other great things that he does, and um, I'll do that at the end and give you links to all of his incredible creative work. But um, for now, let's uh, let's just get right into it. This is my dear friend Jason Porter. That wasn't guess, it. It always reminded so. me of like the Brady Bunch. Not it the had a exactly. Brady Bunch vibe to it for yeah, sure. But that was probably like the orange but, glass. Yeah, the you know, partitions and stuff. Yeah. The, oh, that was so ugly. That thing. I mean, it was even uglier when I, th- like, drove a, or didn't drive, you know, had, like, a toy van uh-huh. and, you know, set it on its course to see how fast I could get it to go. On the Assuming table? it would probably go straight, like, on the carpet. Okay. Leading from our, our well, you you probably remember the layout, but there was, For like, the sure. kitchen, then, like, the kitchen eating area, and then with like it's like a like a 10 foot or 10 inch maybe last step down mm-hmm. to like the more carpet the fam- what the we call room. the family room right uh the living room is where it was like the nicest room that nobody sat oh in that's until, right unless guests came right but the family room had the television right so right. with that little 10 inch drop off it was fun to like shoot cars yeah. off of it and see how far they could go and but i think it was like a fisher price van maybe that emergency for, vehicle yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. and it went so but so but so anyways between that that those two rooms to uh honor the the split there's like these sh- super ugly like wooden poles coming down like sort of balustrades right yeah like, like almost to I don't know, maybe it seemed like they, they've 
like up to two feet off of the ground. And then in that bottom portion was like this plastic orange bottle shaped, but it was plastic. Mm-hmm. Like Made to look like the ends of bottles. Yeah, like yeah. Like it was some kind of like old glass divider thing. that's then like encased in this, right. in this, you know, pretty low grade wood stained or whatever. And, uh, so, and what, so it wasn't like, I mean, you know, no, nobody loved it. But it was what it was in the house, you know. But yeah. so, so, um, but it, it, uh, the van went into that plastic, and for one, there's like this, like, little triangle cut out of it. It just went straight through. Just yeah, like yeah. It didn't. It didn't like break the whole panel, but it, but enough of it. There was like a little hole in the. Yeah. It, like, then that just brought attention to the fact that it was like this plat piece of plastic, and it was right next to the part that you walk through, if I, if I recall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like very close to the. Yeah, it kind of just divided the space that with the, the. But I mean, part. the hole that the van made was like near the. Yeah. Near the. It was yeah, like yeah, very it would be the more, most visible from, spot yeah, for, yeah. if you. So. Did it make it make a satisfying crunch when it went through, or were you just? I don't. I think I just kind of immediately was like, oh no, <laughs> you know, I don't know. How many how many things like that do you think there were in in your childhood? In my, in my childhood, of, well, the, of or, that oh no feeling, like did yeah, I like, in trouble? Did I like yeah? Uh, oh, I mean, I I couldn't tell you. It'd be Dozens, it's incalculable. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think and they're, think they're of, all layered, so they're different. Like they're different degrees, yeah, magnitudes. But can you think of the the worst? Like, does the worst one come right to mind? Ooh, I don't know if I want to think about it. I, I don't want my parents I don't, listen. Yeah, I don't want to make you relive anything uh, traumatizing. But uh, well, I know oh, for me well, what it was. Well, I mean, I, mean, when I like got in trouble for uh, skipping school in high school. Oh, and it was like excusing myself until they caught on. You did that for a little while, right? Yeah, you called in as your dad for yeah a, a good long <laughs> time. It. Yeah, this is because your voice. This is Tom Porter. I'm trying to excuse my son Jason. He's ill today. Something like that. So good at it. And uh, yeah, and my voice was. It sounded pretty much exactly like his. It wasn't from seventeen exactly like this, but it was always you know deep since I. Uh, I didn't go through puberty at two, but my voice went kind of was yeah. Low. It was three. You did your Peter three Brady puberty thing when you were way younger. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly. why you were calling in for kids when you were like six. You're right. calling in for your friends. <laughs> right, right. This is Mr. Wilson. Yeah, I was shaving. Yeah, first grade, um, but but yeah, I said that's definitely one. I'm trying to think of, and we both had the type of parents who what you wouldn't get like a, a harsh discipline. You would just get like the, the seriously disappointed talk, right? For yeah, the most part. mostly maybe yeah, also yeah, some mostly punishment. It was but like it, yeah, it was more like we, we really you that, like, you really let us down. That was the thing that would drive me just crazy with my dad. <laughs> would be like whatever I did that was wrong, I can't remember exactly what, he would then be like, he'd have to sit me through this awkward explanation of why it was wrong. Yeah. And then it would be like, so what do you think your punishment should be? He wouldn't decide. So then it was like this torturous, like math game of like, 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 or like this weird bidding of like, I, you know, I would need to admit to just slightly more than what I did on some level to you know make it clear that i heard it and to you know to suggest that i care about the damage right which i did but not in a very not in a not in a clean way you know very conflicted because 
uh, well he's forcing you to he's well like yeah and, you know and a lot of the, and some of the behavioral things were uh, uh the way that i communicated anger you know which mm-hmm. was like immensely indirect and self like uh damaging but um where do you think which you? is super complicated like well you know like i'll disappoint you to break your heart to get you back for this and yeah. it may mean that i also sacrifice my own happiness to do so but um it will be it will be powerful and <laughs> wow <laughs> and uh and you know but then it's like well but is it working and does that mean that if it's not working they don't care or you know like i don't know it's it's fucked up but yeah um, uh, so what was the question? Where, <laughs> where were the uh, the uh, oh, just those where, moments, those moments of uh, of like, oh, what did I get myself into? Yeah, well, yeah. I was thinking more of like. I mean, early, we would, you know, when we would hang out. Yeah, um, I was thinking of the earlier on stuff where you know, you know what you're doing is wrong. You know that if somebody, like, if your parents caught you do it, like for instance, setting fires in your house or on, you know, like on your right. own property or doing. Play melting army <laughs> men or whatever. Setting fires in your uh, in your basement in the middle of your dad's wood shop. Yeah, melting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, we were melting plastic, so it felt it felt relatively. Right, we were uh, moving. We were moving fire from the match head to the army figure, and then the molten drip that landed, but then the fire went away. Well, we used Legos to to fortify. That's right. When when the army men started to melt from the board onto the floor, oh. we got out some Legos to build oh. walls quickly. But we got caught in the act, if you recall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And because it, it was like stinking plastic black yep. smoke coming up the stairs. You could, it went up the stairs. And yeah, I remember, I remember just, just thinking like, "Whoa, I don't know, I don't know what I was thinking." I mean, we weren't thinking a lot. That was a really super no, dumb I, thing. I do feel like it was your idea. I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was my idea. <laughs> that, I don't want to take as much responsibility as I should, but I feel like no, you were just complicit. You didn't. You, I, you may have even tried to suggest doing it elsewhere or right. not doing it at all. You I weren't don't, I don't concerned. Know. I don't. Or think you I were. Was... Or you were. I don't know. I mean, I mean, or you were. Who knows? I think I was like, confident that I could put it out if, right. it, like, I could handle whatever whatever came and i did and i did you know but i also (laughs) got yelled at yeah well i think we had we didn't we didn't think through like um what fire smells like and what burning plastic smells like that part didn't didn't cross our mind didn't cross my mind you can't really be discreet about burning plastic because the the indoors yeah yeah. nor can you be discreet uh putting prunes in the microwave right Although we did get away with that. Did we do prunes? We did everything. Well, I guess we did everything. We uh, each had a microwave fairly fairly early on after their invention. and uh, Yeah. And we tr- experimented with most everything that you could put in there, food <laughs> and otherwise. Well, and, I mean, it's you know what? It's better than watching television, which we also did. But we're like at home. Yeah. After school. Science experiments. Yeah we're, yeah. we're asking questions. We're getting answers. It's true. You know. Well, we also used to th- uh, throw fruit up into the air and try to slice it out of midair with, <laughs> with giant knives and cleavers. But yeah. we got it. We got some answers there too. <laughs> some physics oh questions. Oh my god! I know when I think about the. I mean, just the dumb things the boys do and that we did in particular, where you're just so bored. You're so like restless. 
endless energy so and, and nowhere to put it. Like you're not allowed to do the kind of things. And, and you have no, and you're like, you aren't able to assess risk or, or like calculate like <laughs> any, any the consequences, consequences yeah. or the, yeah, you just don't. It, I mean, even if you can, they don't, can, you don't actually like tie the things together and consider them, you know? So you just, I think you I just, I remember throwing like having like food fights in my mom's in kitchen, the kitchen and then, yeah. and I'm sure the, we couldn't have done a good job cleaning it up, even if we thought we were. I think we tried to keep track of where yeah. things went, but occasionally there was like a chocolate covered oh. almond or something that was just never going to be found. And we knew, like, oh, man, we went for it to, yeah, I don't know. I think it's a combination of not connecting, you know, action to consequence mm -hmm. and also thinking you're just going to get away with everything. Like you're pretty sure that you're just going to do whatever you do and then, but it's for, for me, the way I remember is like, well, like for a second, I'd be like, yeah, I may not get away with this. <laughs> I'll, I'm, I'm making note of that because I'm already moving forward. Like, you know, like yeah. I'm just like that didn't I wasn't like, therefore, I won't do it. It was just like, OK, this could be a problem right. for my behavior. It's too late to I'm get away with this. Not, like but, proceed with the behavior. Right. It's still it's too fun. Well, that's kind of the perfect uh, way to sum up the the spitball uh, incident when when the when you and I sat in the the aforementioned Brady Bunch family room and uh, shot spitballs at the t well initially at the TV screen because we were trying to hit whoever you know whenever yeah, there was yeah, a yeah, face yeah. on the screen right right and then ultimately on the, the sliding glass door behind it and mm -hmm. then the pieces of art within the room and. We kind of covered every part of that one. Oh right, right, wall. right. Oh yeah, I was, I was, for some reason I was f focusing on another game with the dog. Oh, our, yeah, the, <laughs> uh, the, the slobbery, but, oh yeah, yeah, slobbery yeah, paper the towels. Is that like when? That's when, when our, your mom came. During, I thought that was like when we, when our families would have the potluck dinner that rotated between the four families, and we were plenty of stuff happened on those two. This one was the two of us because we also watched Tiny and Terror Town, ti but, uh, Terror and Tiny Town right, that night. But the television was covered in like little spitballs. Yeah, we, yeah, we each had a straw and we were ripping it. off tiny oh, pieces God. of paper and get you know and getting I, them wet with spit and I shooting them. I, at I hope I cleaned that. If I well, did. we had to because your mom came down oh, good. after we had covered like. I, I mean, I'm yeah. not exaggerating. There were it was about. Maybe two inches square. We to hit the thing of TV screen. We're trying to hit the moving targets of the television. Whatever, who, whenever there was a, a person right, or a right, thing, right. it was that's you shoot right. at that. And we literally that's covered. Genius. What all, I, like, I know. That's like that's like the the duck hunter game that everybody loves. I but we like it's even more complicated because there's no pattern. And we did it for hours, and we covered we almost the entire millions. screen. Yeah. We missed a lot though too. And yeah. Then, and, and then, then once we was, started missing, that became the. But that was funny to us because we were. Yeah. Adolescence. But your poor mom walked in at, you know, as as the sun's coming up mm. to see one oh. entire wall of her yeah. living room covered in our little nasty little dried up spit things. Yeah, they're like spit nests, like <laughs> wasp nests. Yeah, made we had out built of entire layers spit. of uh no, it's pretty gross. But it was super oh. fun. That's a, that's yeah. an example of knowing like, well, there's no way we would I don't know if we even thought we'd be able to clean it up in time. I'm not sure what I think we were just oh, so carried away. Oh, I don't think we away. thought about that. You know, it was like, what? So, what does it mean to clean up, and what is time? <laughs> you know, like we're, yeah, we were not. A, I don't think we, we, yeah, 
I was never thinking in terms of like, I was, yeah, anytime I was planning my time at that age, there was so much that was just, it was all about what I needed and taking for granted all the things that moved around on my behalf. You just, it's like, you know, because parents do so much more work than you realize and you're like, yeah, they mostly just got rules and I don't know, like. I don't like and those. It's like rules. I'm in prison. I don't know. I didn't, you know, I don't know what the crime was that put me in prison. But, but yeah. So the idea of thinking like, okay, well, before we play this game where we spit on the wall, we need to uh, <laughs> let's, make sure let's we need to clear ahead time. You know, usually yeah. takes us 25 minutes to an hour to clean. And right. Um, yeah, we didn't yeah. consider too many of those oh. factors, did we? No. E- ever. When did you? I don't even recall. I think I was probably had to get told by the police or something the first time, like to start taking it seriously, just in general, like but, thing, behaviors uh, that I, I oh, knew like, were yeah, but like dumb teenage boy yeah, like you stuff, continue like boys continue at cars and shit like that yeah, that just sort of progresses into drinking and doing dumb drunken right, stuff, yeah, which yeah. usually gets more it's aggressive, th- it's thrilling. It's yeah, like, it's like totally. Well, you got to up the stakes. Yeah, right? you get adrenaline and you're. Um, what a and dumb! You, uh, you really feel that. What a dumb that impulse age. we have to like. It's usually to show off, right? It's like to impress one another or to. One I don't up. know. There was some study. I read in like the New Yorker, and I've forgotten everything that I read. <laughs> but it's, but somebody read something interesting that you could read and then forget about like teenage behavior and how, um, how it's sort of collaborative and how like or something like that. The more teenagers in the room, the riskier the behavior becomes, mm-hmm. or something, something like that. Is but, it about uh, mob mentality, or is it more? I can't than remember, that? but uh, it'd be perfect to mention if I remembered it. <laughs> well, that's a good reference. It's yeah, it's a loose reference. Let's Somebody let's read could... it. To, we can make a book group of like. Well, we'll read it together and then forget it. Yeah. Together. Um, um, yeah. Well, that certainly seems true if you put a couple of knucklehead ideas together. And you add a few more, right. you're going to come up with either one it, really, really dumb one. Maybe or they theorized that combination. It had, yeah, I feel like maybe they theorized it had something to do with like at a young age. At some point, some some of the young prehumans had to like move to a different territory, and so they maybe they benefited by having poor judgment because it was risky or huh. Something like that. Like yeah, there was, there was, there was some kind of like. There's like a mandate, some like biological a... like explanation, or 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 at least trying to explain along bio, biological terms of why it might have been a favorable trait to to, to, like, to be particularly yeah risky at that age. Huh. That's in, interesting. In, in whatever, yeah, young... what, like in a hunter gatherer or whatever we were doing when we. We were all even yeah. hairier. That know. makes sense. You actually, you actually pulled the uh, concept out of. The I remembered it. Nice work. Mumble long enough. <laughs> yeah, I think that's totally true. Like it, it was probably the the young men who were a little bit reckless and you know went went the farthest and did the dumbest stuff that maybe yeah. and also if I remembered it correctly. Well, just but, just as a concept, yeah. you could imagine that happening right. at least some of the time. Like, right. Oh, if yeah. we hadn't turned this corner, we wouldn't mm-hmm. have known this valley right. was here. Exactly. The yeah. lake that's right. right. You know, it's all we need. It's just right. So I think that probably happened again and again with yeah. explorers. 
Probably. But um, but it's interesting to think of it as like a psychological, like a it's a mandate. It's like you're you're at some point your your brain psychology is telling you, hey, go make a mistake. Go like get out there and make some dumb dumb choices. Right. I wonder how that how that plays right. out, or maybe or in, in a more organized society. But who knows? Maybe like you know, because some of it is. Yeah, this is. I just feel like I'm. No idea what I'm talking about, but <laughs> but I but I will I hypothesize that. Like around. I met here. This is good. It's like um, dumb history, but <laughs> dumb science, where you like get people to talk about uh, to try to explain, like you know. Yeah, and it's not even what they learned. History. What they it's learned in, in like you know physics in high school or what they learned in uh but um no so i was just thinking that because it's it's a developmental thing right like the the brain takes like 18 years to develop or more for, they're saying for more now like that they're so saying into your 20s right so it keeps changing it keeps getting longer you yeah, said 21 then 25 but if it takes so long to develop fully you know there's also probably um it's there's you've got to like evolutionary evolutionarily uh-huh. i would i would imagine like at some point you know it it you the best design would be you know to to have it develop the most crucial things first you know like so that the things that you need to make sure you don't that the brain doesn't get eaten before it's completed i think that is how it's designed <laughs> so, right because your so, animal brain i mean the, the your yeah, so-called lizard brain is the is your all your base right and if you have parents for a longer time then maybe you, some parts don't need to develop as slowly and, and they're giant compared to other mammals but but so maybe so that probably factors in too at some point it's like like how long can we carry on this risk if that if that lobe mm-hmm. one of the everybody has 15 lobes uh-huh. and they're all um, green right. uh, no I don't know what I'm saying, but anyways read the article somewhere but but I, yeah, I'm thankful that we didn't die like just from being stupid well some people did but not that's enough, true not some, all. some people did it could have easily been yeah. and some people us, still like, do yeah. some people still well, walk off cliffs and need to have a right, sign taking a put there to say don't walk up yeah yeah watch the edge so i think evolutionarily we haven't quite arrived but uh we're and i think we create new risks by being so checked out you know having an automated world and then taking our hands off the steering wheel and just seeing if it's cool yeah like i think i think we should let all our things just operate themselves (laughs) right i think it'll work let's do it let's start to implement well they're gonna start operating us yeah Soon enough. Yeah. I mean, what I mean, it seems to be the end goal is to be doing nothing, to make zero effort. You know, to have right. your life just show up in front of you. Right. And you don't have to make work at all. <laughs> that doesn't appeal to me. I'm not sure what who who it does appeal to. But um, yeah, I think our brains, if if we no longer need them for survival, we and and we're now focused on all these other mostly on distraction or mm-hmm. conquest maybe i don't know i don't know what the, the multitude yeah. of humans are thinking about right. these what days. are they going to do if they don't need to solve problems anymore yeah they um, go they protect my theory is that it turns to protecting the ego like you right. you don't you no longer need to protect the physical in the way that you did so you protect the your ego which is the next 
line of defense, you know, toward your actual self, like the Mm. real, what's really at the heart of the, of the human being. Right. Um, Because that seems to be what plays out in, in most human societies is this, like most of our activity is focused on, on that, like guarding our presentation of ourself Mm -hmm. more than our actual self. Right. You know, we're more protective of what people think of us than we than we are of how what we're actually doing, like how we're actually how well, we actually yeah, feel I think, I think at home are, yeah, when we're at home can, by yourself. It can be horrifying to hear like people have negative impressions of you, or like yeah. it's it's a. But I, I mean, I mean, some I, I, at least for me, that's like a. I could see building all sorts of mechanisms to not have to face that. You know, if if you've if it was excruciating you know if it might be i think does that that's how it feels to you if you feel like somebody's judging you negatively if it feels well i don't know if it does anymore i don't know you know it's it's i'm sure in different situations it's different and and uh and i also have uh you know matured or spent time trying to work on that stuff right but so I don't think I hold on to it like I don't I don't think I obsess over it as much as I used to. Or, yeah. But but um, but the idea of it like um, I don't yeah I don't I don't like that like yeah you'd be like feeling like somebody thought I was mean or or insensitive or you know like even if you know that you weren't or if you like. Or, well, or, or I mean, who knows? I don't. Yeah, I don't know. If they felt that way, do. then I wonder. You know, I want it. Like, I, I. Do you investigate? I mean, if, if uh, have you had that happen where you're like somebody dislikes you for some reason beyond your understanding? Have you? Do, do you um, pursue it? Internally, okay. <laughs> but you don't. You don't but, ask that person. Like, hey, uh, did I do something to offend you? I think it would depend on the person. Yeah. Yeah. Um. You know, if it's a if it's somebody I like, if it's a close friend, yeah, um, then I think I would, at some point, you know, like you. I think I don't know, like most of the friendships I have, at this point, they're I'm sure part of why they've survived is that you can be like, you can say those things, you know, like it's okay to show that you care and 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 you're you know, the other person is caring and, and it's like, there's a mutual investment. And yeah. So, well, what if it's you, someone who's not a close friend, but you, you know that you have to have, they're in your life in some way. Right. Right. You, well, you that's, know you're going to see them again. Um, and this thing is now between you. Yeah. That can be awkward. I mean, yeah. you know, and it's also just, but it is also my ego, I guess, likes to be liked too. Yeah, you yeah, know, like some of it's just about, about me and, and, and that's what I was all saying. About me, that's yeah. what I was saying about our brain. Like our brains now, that's our default. It's right. just to like, oh, the ego is hurt. Right, like right. I have to go. I have to rush to its defense. So then you start. The brain starts to manipulate the story to make it mm. not so much about you or what you did wrong, right. but more about like what the other person, like how they misinterpreted it, mm-hmm. or or what they did wrong to right. lead up to their. I think that's a game that we do. We all play fairly readily without, unless we consciously. And, or, I mean, I don't want to speak for other people because there are probably people with a, just a ton of integrity and honesty for whom that's just not an issue. Like, they just speak their mind and it never occurs uh, to yeah, them I to, to like, know. twist something in a different sure. way. But yeah, I'm not like that. Everybody has different, like, 
uh, I don't know, we're all different. Different but, spectrum like different, of what, what you can take or what you... Just different you, coping mechanisms, yeah. different strategies for like dealing with their, the, the pain and confusion of being human. Yeah. And, you know, especially when you're new to being human and it's all just like, you know, confusing and like, yeah. And well, that's and, where and, those and ar- ar- arbitrary and, and, um, inconsistent, you know, so. And uh, that's where the pain, the pain is set in place. I think like, that's why it's painful later when you feel that emotional, you know, poke from somebody mm-hmm. who doesn't like you for some reason right right it triggers that old feeling of like well that's not fair it, tri- I didn't yeah. do anything, you it triggers the feeling that i don't like me yeah well, that, <laughs> and that, that and that's and then and uh, that is so it's, and that's ultimately what it like the most important part is trying to figure out how to to not to not not like me yeah stop um, stop hiking to, up shame to, mountain to love me right uh, yeah, it's not just to not the, not like you. Yeah, when, you know, I gotta I, stop. I didn't myself. want to use the L word too early in my relationship with myself. we were talking here or before about memory you know and like some of you some of the memories that you don't have uh are because you're protecting yourself from the trauma of or or or, right. or at least that was the theory right so um as you're doing like some work sometimes you recover some memories you know that are painful mm-hmm. and uh and that you know that, that helps you sort of process it and uh so even if we think that we're, I guess what I was trying to say is like, even if I think that I'm like no longer recalling or, or holding on to those sort of like painful, regrettable, interpersonal moments, um, there still could be more that were even worse that I just don't remember <laughs> because 
He I mean, it doesn't, buried them somewhere. It doesn't. I guess it doesn't feel that way because I do feel like more comfortable with myself than ever before. But that you know, but that's a good, so. It, so good it seems like to... it would. It seems like they would be. They wouldn't be as hidden. But but you know, there's a lot. A well, lot happens in our lives, and, and a lot we forget a lot. And so who knows, you know? But do you think? I mean, my feeling is that if there was something unresolved in there mm-hmm. that was still painful, it would it would continue to present itself one way or another, whether or not it was spelled out for you mm-hmm. like what it's about. I just feel like you're going to have some feeling of something not being right, right for as long as you don't address this thing, even if it's buried like deep in your subconscious. Mm-hmm. I don't know that to be true. I feel like right. I feel like it is for me, but I I also have witnessed plenty of people not paying a lot of attention to their, to that kind of stuff in themselves. Right. And they seem at least, you never know like what somebody's grappling with on the inside. No, you don't. My, my assumption is always that if you haven't dealt with that stuff, it's, it's bothering you. It's on some level. Right, right. No, I, I, I don't know. No, I agree with you. And I think, um, yeah, it, it all like, trickles up in some way you know, it's yeah. all it's all it's all like this gas that's trying to get out you know like it's gonna whether it's a brain tumor or right or you know i don't know like Bad it could manifest itself physically or behaviorally or whatever and yeah and, and, addiction uh, or, or whatever, you like, know maybe it's nightmares or maybe it's yeah addiction or maybe but um so but do I you feel like you that. have that like it, but, it, it seems like if you had some deep buried secret that was still troubling you it would be bubbling up like you would have evidence of that yeah but i guess it's like your attention i don't know it's probably i feel like some of it depends on how we understand still bothering me because like (laughs) how do you understand it yeah because i feel like there, like there are these like injured parts of us that or whatever you know whether you like whatever if you want to think of it as like like malformed or or um just like deep bruising or whatever psychic wounds or whatever yeah like a wound so um those are never those are i feel like those are always there it's just that i've like i don't know changed my relationship to them or they don't like i'm not um i'm not it doesn't mean that they don't still hurt or i don't sometimes regress back to the old previous like the older relationship i had with it right but but i don't feel like it's um it's not ruling you yeah yeah i mean like in terms of like the self-loathing part like i've gotten a lot better at not doing that not being like hypercritical of every little thing that i do but um but that's still that is still me (laughs) that's still me i'm just not doing it I'm, i'm i'm choosing to be nicer to myself and to let go of like essentially those habits around you know whatever it was that i was uh, i don't like i don't, I don't know i don't want to go too deep into it because because i'm not sure it would make any sense to anybody <laughs> well, I, but, think it, I think people can relate to but, it regardless of what yeah. your very specific experience right but it's sort of like this it's it's sort of triggered from this uncertainty about who i am or what or the or the whether I'm good or bad or whether like I'm lovable yeah. probably is like this question. Do you feel like and there's I'm a- not, and, I, and because that was, 
because something about my I, this is my theory because something about my childhood that was where that I didn't couldn't clearly confidently answer that question right then um, you know I found ways to both try to answer the question but also protect me from the question right. because it's a painful question totally so um, can you remember specific times when that occurred to you where you were like well I, I guess I was just thinking that then that, so then this like scrutiny the the behavior of being super like like unsure and just like never being able like having to f- sort of like feel both negatively and positively about like to scrutinize what, what like what I've done the way I behaved yeah. or whether I've like whether the work that I've done was good, on, whether I've yeah. learned, you know, whether I've learned to overcome my bad habits or, what, you know, whatever the insecurities about myself were. Like, but that scrutinizing was just this constant, like, um, I mean, it was in reference to that question, but in some ways it was kind of like making noise around it in such a way that I never had to fully answer it. But, but it didn't, it didn't, but that only made me want to answer it more. So right. somehow I've, I, I guess I don't. I think that I am lovable. <laughs> somehow you think you <laughs> but, are. But I also, I, I also, I also know that like I, I can't. Um, not only can I not think about it, but the whole terms that I had for the question were just like impossible. You right. Know? So because I was, for whatever reason, that this mechanism like is something that I cultivated in my, in my self. It was, it, it was constructed to like, you know, perpetuate itself right. <laughs> at much at the, you know, cost of my happiness. So, well, first of all, I think that's a very common thing. I think a lot of people have done that mm-hmm. to themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, secondly, I think that that's, the way you described it is exactly the, the the reason that it's a dilemma that you can never really get out of. It's like right. it's a question that you you desperately want the answer to, but only if it's the right answer. Right, right. right. Like if it's the other side, if it's the right. other answer, you never ever want to hear it spoken right. by anyone. And if it if the fear was set in at such an age or in relation to such an important person mm-hmm. that it feels life or death, which is right. how it is when you're three or four and you're, right. you know, you're guessing whether or not your mom or dad right, right, actually right. cares for right. you and loves you. I think that's, it's impossible to not have that come up, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. as, oh, as a sure. grown adult who still wants to be right. liked and, um, to, and, and still carries that same emotional trigger. Right. You know? And the answer to the question is you tell me <laughs> right right yeah but and, and then it's and, that, and then being able to like recognizing that you're like you decide if you're lovable <laughs> right <laughs> like which is not an easy thing to do but no but that yeah. is the that is the the solution to that right. if you're looking outside for validation yeah and you need somebody else to tell you you're loved yeah then you're going to be hurting because right. you might not always find that person right but if you're able to tell yourself and really mean it and really well, you feel it you want to believe it right yeah it's not like yeah, it's not yeah like you a, can't f- well you might be able to fake it till you make it so to speak but it's a better to start there than to hate right. yourself yeah. or to you know if you're constantly denigrating yourself, right. even if it's in subtle ways with just language and, you know, mm-hmm. oh, I'm such an idiot or what, you know, mm-hmm. people do that a lot. I do that a lot. And yeah. um, I have to catch myself. I'm like, no, it's, you made a mistake. So what? 
Don't right. you know? You, right. Next time you won't. Be, yeah, right. People make mistakes. Mm, yeah, but uh, it's weird that we've like it. It's so we're so used to being judged and accused and ready to defend ourselves that we actually have to instead of it just being a natural thing to feel what we feel and express mm. it, and so we have to go through this whole like walking back through the filters, all the different layers, all of our own perceived you know, realities mm. and the other person's. And we, it's so strange to me that like, you have to do, there's so much effort involved in getting back to what was actually the essence of it in the first place. Mm-hmm. And if we could strip away the game, like the sort of, uh, maybe it's just because we use language and it's clumsy or we have such a different perceived reality mm. that it takes a lot of, you know, work to come together. Mm. I don't know, but it feels like it's more of an internal it's an individual thing, but we all do it. We all have this like tendency to to be uncertain mm-hmm. of ourselves, right. but not allow for other people to be uncertain of themselves. You know, mm. like we we can't we or we or we're not able to just empathize and and see that it probably goes both ways, oh. whatever it is. Right, you know? right. We we if I'm suffering yeah. from it, then likely so is the other person. So yeah. maybe I. Sh- I always I think I. I always figured people suffered. Um, I don't know. It just was, <laughs> was easy, easy. But that didn't let me off the hook, right? Right? Like yeah. it wasn't like. Um, but no, I always. I mean, I always. I, I always felt like. Or I, or I feel like I made that realization at like a pretty early stage, like closely observing people that like. You know, nobody. I guess. I guess in the process of like as you're as you're maturing or growing up or you know through adulthood like you um it's normal to envy people it's you know like envy their relationship or their their child or their confidence or, or you know whatever right yeah. like, and uh and but especially earlier when i think when i was younger and i was trying to figure out who i like when i was going to like like grow my wings and become a a an adult yeah you know that that, um uh i don't know at some point i I noticed examples of people or situations that i envied and then once i had more time to observe them i realized that there was like that nobody's without pain or you know right all all you know it's 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 all very different and you know and uh so it's uh and we all have like different I don't know. <laughs> We're all born with different brains and and uh, and definitely circumstances. But the um, but yeah, nobody nobody gets out of it just feeling no. like well. And that's like kind of a, my point. Piece, is like yeah. we all if if we're all in it, we're all mm. have we all have some different version mm. of it, maybe. Right. But we can at least go as far as saying we're all experiencing some spectrum of mm-hmm. you know pain and joy and whatever. Right. And we may not meet each other at the same point on each other's spectrum you know mm. like your idea of suffering might be far above or below sure what yeah. i how i experience it but just to understand that that's a that's a universal human thing right right and to you know it but it's really hard it's really hard to not measure it against mm-hmm. one another i think that's the where we fall into trouble every time mm-hmm. it's like Yes, I'm suffering. You know, yes, you're suffering, but I'm suffering more. So right, I, right. Know, I'm more deserving of this pity or whatever, or yeah. however you want to twist it to right. suit your needs. Well, but it's interesting when we're doing it to ourselves. Like that's the part that kind of 
trips me out that it's mm. it's uh, it's this thing even once you become conscious of it you have to go so far back to see where it started mm-hmm. or at least for me that was that's what was helpful is to see why i'm doing like why am i so desperately in need of someone else's approval you know mm-hmm. and, and i can go back and look at instances where i was seeking it from someone and didn't get it or mm-hmm. um you know, and you can add up a whole storyline in your head about what it means, and then you sh- you sort of shape your personality as a right. result of those conclusions, right? Mm-hmm. The consequences of your actions, and then the conclusions you draw from them, are sort of how you become who you are. Mm-hmm. I think you you sort of start to decide differently based on how things have gone. You so mean far. just like how you how you view yourself to be, or like whether or your estimation mm-hmm. of like how you are to others or, or I guess well I don't or, know that or, those or can who, be separated what, what your personality is what your characteristics are based on I guess yeah I guess it, I don't know exactly mm. what I mean because I think that those are all sort of related especially mm. if you have insecurities about yourself like how right. you how you if you don't yet know how you fit or how you perceive yourself I guess mm-hmm. you naturally look to others to get cues right mm-hmm. And, um, or probably, I think what I did probably was look at how people were reacting to other people. And then I might emulate sure, that yeah. behavior well, you, I mean, if I liked sense. the reaction it got. Right. I think you'd probably look to everybody and you're, you know, like you would take whatever strategy you could find to get yeah. that approval, you know. But I wish that somebody had come along at age three or four and said, hey, just stick to your own stuff like you already know right. you already know inside what you need and what you want right because my intuition now is everything and i yeah. think it it's i think it has been for a long time but i don't think i knew what i was following exactly mm-hmm. but i know that i did a fair amount of you know copycatting and chameleon mm-hmm. you know just like i need to fit in in order to survive that was that was the feeling right and i didn't really like what i had to do it's not, I'm not talking about like terrible behaviors in order to be liked by a group of people. Mm-hmm. I'm talking more like dressing a certain way or, you know, maybe just presenting myself slightly differently than I actually felt mm-hmm. um, in order to be seen as this thing that I wasn't, you know? Mm-hmm. And it may not have even been that far off from who I actually was, but it felt false. Felt false enough because it wasn't coming from me. Right. It was pressure from the outside. Even if that they weren't intentionally putting that pressure on it just felt there just felt like societal pressure and pressure to conform or just to to as a survival tactic i think really is what it was yeah like if these people don't single you know i need to not be singled out basically like i need to find a way to not be noticed Mm. in Mm -hmm. a group so i'll look enough like the group that i can escape by on the outside and well you want you want attention but only positive attention so right. it's like and you, from the right people you want to do the thing that like separates you but not and not have it the outcome be that it separates you in a negative way yeah. like where you people wanna, are all pointing fingers and exactly. laughing at you or, you want to be distinguished right as you know worthy for some characteristic not for right some fault right. fault or some massive yeah that's blunder that's a, i mean that's a lot of i think a lot of that's just also biological like having you know as as social animals right like it's yeah. pretty and like our brains are wired too to like i mean that's why people are all addicted to the phones or yeah you might not be 
but but the the, the well, it's why they're so addictive like and, and, and like yeah all these things no, that, like, the compulsion is make there, you feel like sure. you're getting attention yeah and you you know so um that's that's certainly part it's of powerful it's, like it's a powerful shit i mean I'm, yeah i'm not I don't, I don't mean to reduce it to just that because i it, it's never like that but but i think it's a just to say that it's like this you know pretty primal thing yeah but i wonder like for 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 those kids who it, that wasn't an issue even way back then like the kids who were just totally comfortable being themselves even if they didn't mm-hmm. fit in i was always envious of them even the ones who were would get picked on for mm-hmm. it. i wasn't envious of that of them being picked on right. but i was you know secretly i'm saying to myself like that person's kind of badass. They don't care that they're right, right, right. like not at all fitting in. Yeah, it's a, it's admirable. Yeah, for sure. it really is. And I so I think I wondered then, and I still don't know if I've satisfied mm-hmm. the curiosity. Like, how does that? Is that just an individual trait that that person's born with, or was there some fostering of the idea that you're so yeah. perfect the way you are? It doesn't matter what anybody thinks, or was it some combination of all? You know, right. Well, and it's it's like. I'm sure it's and different there's some, for everyone. And there's just, examples of that where it's like healthy, really somebody who's really like emotionally and mentally healthy. Yeah. And then, but then there's like our president who's you know, <laughs> a ba- um, man baby is incredibly unhealthy, and and so that like confidence is is a it's manifestation of that like you know question about himself. Right. So that, you know, being uh, told you you can do no wrong. Well, yeah, but also probably secretly not being sure. So like whether he's actually a good per, you know, whether he's lovable. Or what, right. you know, and I'm sure that the terms that he, um, and I will just presume everything about his life. Yeah, but, he should. I but it's fair. But uh, I know um, in my bones that, you know, he probably, whatever, whatever he had as an example that was probably probably pretty twisted and confusing yeah so seems and i mean you know who but who knows maybe he's also got some other like predisposition pre uh, disposition to being a, a megalomaniac i don't know but seems seems so yeah but it's so, so just to say like you know i mean obviously the confidence reads differently in him than in like the person the the type of person i i think you're describing or at least my experience with those people who you i always admire who just do seem like you know comfortable in their skin and like yeah um and like you know and they they, and they're often when it's the sort of like good healthy strain they're often really kind people yeah And, and you know probably because they're now freed up to like be kind to others since they're being kind to themselves exactly yeah i mean it's when i look back at um my own experience of myself during those years, I guess chiefly like junior high and high school where I was mm. the most focused on, you know, how, how others perceived me. And that's, I was right. the most invested in some, you know, in being liked by at least by somebody or mm. certain people. Um, but dur- like during that phase, there was always somebody you could look to as, authentic like there's mm-hmm. always somebody who dressed the way they wanted to dress right, right. They did, you know mm-hmm. and they were usually the kindest people like mm-hmm. i hadn't really made that connection mm-hmm. until you said that but that is i'm thinking of like the the kids who who and of course it's not across the board but mm-hmm. 
for the most part, kids that were doing the arts, they were doing drama mm-hmm. and right, theater, right. and so they were and music, and mm-hmm. they were really nice kids. Yeah. They got picked on for being right. like, oh, you play the Sensitive. flute, <laughs> right. yeah. you know. But yeah. they're really beautiful people, mm-hmm. just being they're just in a fucking harsh environment. Right, right. And yeah. I was as sensitive as as or more sensitive maybe than mm-hmm. than a lot of the people that were able to present as themselves. Mm-hmm. So I so I was afraid to. I right. really was just like I think I'm going to get eaten alive if I tell people what I actually feel or think, mm-hmm. you know, cuz it's too sensitive. It's too right. like I want to I want to be able to talk about you know meaningful stuff that maybe will make me out to be a wimp or whatever that you know however the Mm -hmm. hell people see you so okay instead you have to pretend you know i don't know i never i didn't fake it so much that i had to put my like take my integrity out altogether like i wouldn't for instance i wouldn't like harm an animal to prove that i didn't give a shit about you know like because i love i love i love them (laughs) so much right like that's which is why i think i would I would say you probably you probably presented the way others saw you was probably more like individual and and uniquely like expressive of yourself than you probably saw yourself. I'm sure that's true. I mean, I, I certainly I think it must be because the because I didn't give myself a ton of credit right. for, for whatever others saw in me. Yeah, um, and well, and I always had friends, so they must have seen something. It can be really scary too when you're like when you're when you are evaluating these other people and trying to figure out like who we're gonna be and what what the hell we are and like um, and you just notice that you you feel like you are different or you do think differently or you're like concerned with certainly not concerned with the things that seem to be given this like weird value in this right. like, little social system and so you know it's. It feels it feels risky, I think, probably for everybody. Even if you, even those ones that seem like they're totally cool with it, yeah. Um, it's it's a, uh, you know, it turns out to be that you're right. You know, like that <laughs> thing that probably most most of those people aren't exactly who they were all feeling forced to be. But I'm sure but certainly would, like you know. the ones that didn't fit in, you know, often were people who were. Um, I mean, that, that's one of those regrets. When I think back to like high school, it's not just that, um, not just the behavior, like being a jerk, which I worry about, like anybody, I, if I was just a dick because we were, you know. Adolescent. Yeah, but but then also just think about like, like I tried to be nice to people, but it still was like, there still was this weird like system of like who's friends with whom and who's more popular than who. And I, and yeah. I don't feel like it was as much, a th- I don't know. I don't feel like it was a stronger factor. It was certainly more complicated than like the cliched ways it would be like expressed in a John Hughes film or something right. like that. But <laughs> well, it wasn't far but, from that in some ways though. Right. Our, right. Yeah. Our, I mean, there were times when it felt just like the, right. the letter jackets over in that lunch table yeah. and the, dorks over there and they right you know, but if but, you but i know what you mean it's a little more nuanced than that yeah and if you go back like i guess that that like the thought if you if you were to be able to go back and be in high school with like all of your Current wisdom, wisdom and self-knowledge yeah. you know at the time and like what would you do differently and um you know one thing i think if i were like 
if I were my current sort of consciousness, like transplanted back into that teenage self, I would be definitely, I think I, you know, I know we would still be friends, but there'd be a lot of people and I, and I've, you know, the, I had great friendships in high school. So, but there were just a lot of interesting people that I probably didn't talk to because they were, um, because it was risky. And I, you know, and I like think of myself as somebody who is fairly comfortable with my, like relatively yeah, you were. comfortable, but still, but you know, but not at all. And like, so it, sadly, it was like socially risky to like <laughs> openly be too close to somebody who people didn't understand. I know, know. it really sucks. It's so, it's like, that's, that bothers me so much. You know, like I would love to have been more kind of like, just confident in that, you know, like to totally. be, because you know, that sucks. Friendships are good. <laughs> no, I mean like they're the they're the best thing. But but one of the one of the really valuable things as you get older is that um, there are these uh, these other people out there who are sharing these memories with you. And especially when you when your brain just gets like overstuffed with all the memories, and you're trying to remember, you, and you have so much life to sort through. Right. There's it's like such a gift to have family and friends i mean well lots of times you do things with friends you don't do with your family so it's not always the same memories so um 
Just people to, to help share those yeah, and store them right, for right. You and recall so, them. So now a part of our, well, always like a part of our friendship has been that we've seen, we've been, we've known each other for so long that we can help each other remember or, or just by talking about it can like go back to that, that place in time or, or that, it, the, the record of it, you know, or the reenactment of it. You know? Yeah. So, um, so it's hard when we're talking now to like, not just reflexively just start remembering together, mm-hmm. which is not, that may not be the conversation that is interesting or formatted or inclusive that right. you, you know, that you want. So you'll have to, to figure that out. But, um, I think we've done pretty well yeah. to stick to just more generalized concepts. That, well, that if somebody complains in the comments, <laughs> I'll be pretty pissed. Oh, yeah, I will be too. Um, <clears throat> but I'm interested in what what you just touched on about. Um, what was it? <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> Memory or friendship yeah. or, or no, before that? Before that, about, um, right before the break. Um, uh oh oh that oh right yeah just that feeling that like regret of not being strong enough to kind of like push back against the the way people were socially defined at that time right and especially and you know it it hurts me because i feel like i i was i'm sure we all were but i just felt like acutely aware of the fact that it was bullshit you know that like there was not like the standards were not the ones that would continue throughout life. Right. And they weren't, and they weren't even the, you know, and even the ones not that were, fair. were not necessarily not, um, ideal or, yeah. No, they're not based in reality. Or, they're it's or like justifiable a, or whatever. You right. Know? So, but even knowing that you're still kind of, yeah, just like, I mean, we went to that, we went to our high school reunion. You accompanied me. I don't know if you remember your oh, yeah. date for our 20th reunion. I remember it well. And it was like, and I going into it, I thought like, I don't know, you know, like, I think I want to do this. I'm curious, but I also like, maybe it'll just be depressing or like, who are these people? And like, or, or are we all like, just going to be like trying to think back of it as like some glory days or is it just going to like become people getting like really drunk and pretending to be teenagers again? You know, I didn't, I didn't know what to expect, but, but what for me, what was cool was I just saw like all these adults and and did feel like I, mean, I don't know how everybody's doing but I just had this incredible wave of like sympathy for every single person there because it like had that realization when you, you know when you see people as adults and all of a sudden like that like super fit like handsome quarterback type <laughs> is now you know a bit pudgy Not, and you know, right, right, gut. right like all those all those like really those things that in that moment for whatever reason caught on as like being either you know like a source of confidence or a source of envy or or hatred disdain or whatever like yeah that all kind of it, it wasn't important and now we're all we like we, we all are just free of that intense social scrutiny at that time so we right. all survived it and nobody probably experienced it uh, without some pain and the people that did are the ones that actually had it the worst because then it's over at 18. You know? Right. So, so, um, <clears throat> the pain was, starts it, then and they yeah, carry it on just, forever. It was just really nice. I was just like happy to see everybody. I probably also like people that 
I only sort of knew. Yeah. Or, you know, or who knows what we knew of each other then, but, you know, that I wasn't like, you know, it wasn't like people who I had a class with but never would call to, like, right. hang out, you know, or maybe didn't sign their yearbook, but <laughs> we didn't ask each other or whatever, you know. Like, yeah. Just to say, like, oh, my God, like. Yeah, I connected I'm so really happy well for you with, that uh, you survived. I'm happy right. for you that you survived. And yeah, like, going on to uh, start a and, life. Yeah, now you could just be like <clears throat> the the like the the weird um, Civil War buff. I don't, know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think anybody was that. I'm trying I to think, think of so like, the, like, like I, I just would, get to build ships and bottles now, and nobody judges me. And, right. Um, yeah, if only we had known where we'd be twenty years. Hence, you know, and you could not be such an asshole at the time. Yeah, but you can't. I mean, you just can't. can't. But also, a, do you re- do you remember first when we first walked in to that reunion? Well, we were late. Yeah, we were, we were like the quite last late. There. We, we were, were like two hours. We late. missed. We missed the photo. We missed the photo. We missed yeah. the food. Almost right. all the food. Right. But do you remember the very first thing that happened when we walked in? Well, people looked at us. I feel like everybody was kind of like checking us out like, yeah who were well, the new kids new kids in the lunchroom we entered at the are we at the wrong end of it well we entered in the closest door right but we entered right at the at the sort of cool kids table oh you know, like, right, who right. had been the cool yeah, kids. yeah, yeah. and they were sitting there a right. couple of them right assessing every single person that came through the door right right just right. like they had done in, in high school right, like they were right. sizing us up and they were yeah. going like this same same different you know oh. saying like they, oh, were like they making, look the same like, yeah they're they, making they, up their mind oh, about God, that's who right. we were 20 take, years after without saying a sing before saying hello to us uh, they were sizing us up funny. as adults i well, couldn't maybe. i i don't know if you remember that entry in the same way that i did but i walked right past i said hi to a couple of the people who weren't being you know, judgmental assholes. Yeah. And went straight to my old nerdy buddies in the back corner. Right, know? right, right. And that's where we sat. And then we were kind of at ease. And at yeah. Home. It was weird. That was weird. I forgot about that. I guess and maybe, so maybe I take back some I, of my, my love for all of <laughs> Well, I was, I, think I was happy to hear you have such a memorable, well, like I a positive memory. I, I just, yeah, that's what I left with. I guess what I was like, I assessing left, whether it was good that I went, but I left with that too because yeah. I did actually connect with a couple of people who I wish yeah. I wish that I had been friends right, with back right. then, and um, and exactly in the way that you're yeah. saying, like they were interesting back then. I just our our paths didn't cross right. in a way that would have allowed us right. to be, get closer, but also because there were these pressures to be somewhere else or be some, I don't yeah. know. But the no. fact that anybody wastes even a second of their time trying to impress <laughs> somebody who's just standing in judgment of them right, right, right. is is upsetting to me. Yeah, like yeah. I want to go back and tell every <laughs> junior high kid, right. you know, the second they enter, don't listen to that bullshit. It doesn't yeah. it doesn't matter now. It's not. It's, it's never going to matter. But you can't. You're a I parent. <laughs> I mean, like it's. Yeah, you can't you save like, somebody from it. Yeah. But I wonder what you can do. Like, what what do you do? Do you just like bull? Like, how do you? I mean, I know what I do with my kid, which is to mm. give her genuine love and support. Mm. And I think that that bolsters her confidence in a genuine way, right. makes her feel loved in an right. authentic way, and she doesn't have to guess at it. Right. And but, I think that helps her carry herself through all of her, you know, yeah. everywhere in her life. Um, but you're sadly, sorry to interrupt, but <laughs> okay. you're like, you're, you're only so credible because you have always loved her and you're like, and there's a part of you that's like, what I, what I mean is like at that age, you know, you're like, yeah. it's like, well, I don't like, 
at least from my experience, similar like you know with like my parents, especially like my mother, it was like I like there's no doubt. I already know ever, you love me. I'm not looking me, for yeah. You know, and so. But you still I don't sought create, approval, you, right? I said, yeah, exactly. But um, and I, you know, it would devastate me if I sensed any disapproval. But right. but um, but you, but there's that other type of approval that you want from your peers right. that you just like you just can't get it from. Mom and I'm and sure you know that. But I'm not. Which isn't to say that like it's what your the the love and support you give is of no value. It's just that like unfortunately it can't. It can it can give it can, I, I'm and this is just me, like, <laughs> guessing or whatever. I don't or my theory, but it, but it seems like it you like it helps them be able to contend with the experience of looking for the approval elsewhere. That's what all I'm of the yeah. So it doesn't replace one doesn't replace the other. Right. But having it at home, it's, it's having a foundation helps, yeah, of yeah. it is is what will help you handle the disappointment right. of right. not getting it where you yeah. Need. And it definitely makes a huge like huge difference but but and some people are really disadvantaged in in like what kind of support or you know they have right as children because of what you know whatever difficulty their parents went through you know right. and so um yeah and sometimes it's stacked against you and right you know, multifold you have you, you, you know you get the shitty parents and the shitty uh, right well that's you know that's part of it too like i don't know when you Sort of contending with their trying to figure out who they were. It gets confusing when you because you do need to be. It's helpful to be empathetic to where they came from, but then it gets gets confusing in terms of like. You want it's like helpful to understand them, but it doesn't mean it didn't hurt. The things that hurt still hurt, whether or not they were them. You know, whether that was somehow a byproduct of the fact that they too had been injured as children, right? <laughs> like. You know, it's helpful to, to it's helpful to n- notice that, understand it, but it doesn't. But it's also confusing because you're still you're still angry for the pain. You know, right? Well, in that sense, it makes sense to me that you know, if we stopped telling so many stories about the feelings mm-hmm. and started just looking at the feelings themselves, mm-hmm. we could we could communicate much more quickly the actual you know, heart of the matter with Mm -hmm. one another. If you could say, rather than, you know, I need to win this argument and here are the facts of the art, here Mm -hmm. here is my stance and why I believe I'm right. Right. Instead of that, just say like, hey, straight up, I'm pissed off right now because Mm -hmm. of what happened. I don't even know why. I don't know what happened. I don't know why I'm mad, but I'm mad. Mm -hmm. Can you understand that? Yes, I understand you're angry. Right, right. All right, well, let's move on from Mm -hmm. there instead of like, no, you you have to explain to me why it's justified and I have to agree that it's justified and then we'll agree what level of anger is, you know? Right. Like if we could just say to each other, like, yes, we have, we have emotions and that's, yeah, but it's tricky because you, you, um, like the, you could, like you only learn like how to ask that question by like learning from and with your like family unit or whatever it is, right? or your partner, right? Your well, partner. then later on, yeah, you'd like you know be doing with your partner, right. or whatever. But so you mean initially, yeah. So like, it, yeah. so unless everybody has in your family, like unless that was the like super like functional model <laughs> that you then learned and and took on because you were like you're tr- you're just adopting what you're witnessing you know right. so 
Which is but probably it's not. Probably maybe somebody got to do that. Maybe everybody hated it when somebody did that. Maybe, you know, people did that, but in a way that hurt other people. And so it, or, right. you know, there's just like, so what you, so to then like do it with other people, it takes, just, I think it's just really hard. I mean, it's, it's not that it doesn't happen, but that it's like the, like why it doesn't happen that often is it's because it's, to do it in a way that is then also like really like productive to the ends of like communicating with somebody is going to have to be deeply collaborative for sure. Yeah. And so like to, f to find like the dance partner for that, yeah. you know, like is in the weird way that we all present ourselves and are unsure. Like it's, um, that takes, uh, you know, that's, hard and definitely sure. it definitely it's you it takes time to get good at that or you definitely get i think you can get better at that over time when you just have like ex so much more experience interacting with people probably i mean some people maybe just get stunted in different parts of their life and don't like choose to try to they change don't, they don't want to get better right yeah or, or, well I, I was imagining it just as a hypothetical, like, uh -huh. wouldn't it be cool if oh, right. we didn't even need language? <laughs> we could to, just like, to, well, and like, well, I do feel like it's it's within reach. Actually, yeah. I just think that you need to aim toward that because right. because right now the goal in most arguments is to mm -hmm. win the argument rather than to make sure the person make sure you feel okay and the other person feels right. okay, which I think but, would be a better goal. Right. But my goal, not not like consciously. But my goal has always been to avoid all arguments. <laughs> so, but do you, um, how do you find that works for you? Um, avoid not just arguments, but conflict. conflict like, are yeah, you yeah, able yeah. to avoid conflict in life? Um, Is anyone? No, no, no. Of course yeah. not. No, no, no. I'm not. No, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that as if that's the way. Right, I'm right. That's, that's your mode. That's been my yeah. That's but, been, and I'm asking, what has right. that led you to? Because I'm curious to know. Like, it's tricky. It's uh, and and I've you know I've gotten better at it, and I have gotten like. Better at not avoiding it, you mean? Not avoiding it and understanding, like, w what the consequences of avoiding it are. Or, you know, like, ba taking, a, like, a, a like a more honest accounting of the costs of that. Yeah. So, um, so, I'm still, I'll still look for ways to nip it in the bud or avoid it or, you know, like, diffuse it. Yeah. For sure. Rather I'll, than face it head on yeah. yeah but 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 i but i understand that there are times when you just have to do it and but i guess think also what i've realized is that like a lot of it is me anticipating it painfully anticipating it worrying about it there's all this like anxiety that i create and probably cultivate on some yep. levels that um <laughs> that you know the times when i have actually done it um, face to conflict. I, yeah, you know, often I realize like I'm not. I, it's not as bad, and I'm not as like. I'm not like some kind of like crazy angry person. Yeah, you know, I'm probably don't ever present that way. I mean, it helps, but yeah, it helps. Um, practice, I guess, helps. And but, but yeah, so I don't. I don't know. I guess the question is if I. What happens? Um, I think I just belched. I think you. Yeah. Sorry about that. It's all right. Thanks um, for acknowledging. Yeah. But um, well, yeah, my, I'm just as someone who has become aware that avoidance of conflict is a is sort of an mo or one mm -hmm. of one of your 
maybe defense mechanisms. Mm -hmm. I, I'm just curious to know, you know, how that's been revealed to you. Like avoidance of conflict basically means What's, you'll reach conflict later, right? I mean, it's like the, the thing. No, that, I, might, I might avoid it altogether. Might I might dodge it completely. I might, I might uh, give up on the thing that I wanted or I might okay. find really elaborate ways to get it without communicating, you know. Okay. So how does that? No, it doesn't mean it. It doesn't. Uh, it's just not efficient, and and it, it, but sometimes it means just like not asking for something that I want or need, you know. <laughs> so that that doesn't solve. So that's not a good solution. But it yeah. doesn't mean that there's then conflict because I just don't you've avoided it. conflict, but maybe you've substituted it for you know a longing that you can't. Oh yeah, have, yeah, you yeah. Know, or like something right. else takes its place that mm -hmm. could e could be as painful or more or right or yeah or i'm you know or you know just turns into depression and regret you <laughs> guilt know, and, and yeah. stuff of not yeah so um but so, i have you know i have like through therapy and being in, in uh you know like 15 years 16 years of therapy no well uh, no in a relationship that uh that uh, you know, I've gotten better at it and, and realize yeah. that like you have to practice, like if you don't do it, you have to practice to see that like nobody dies in the <laughs> arguments that I have. Right. <laughs> you know, like that, that, uh, and that, and that it usually does help a lot to be able to just confront things that are happening or existing, you know? Like, yeah. Because so, it does feel like those are the stakes sometimes, right? Yeah. Like when you're facing down something right. that's difficult. It's, it's I think I also, is... I think I, I realized, I'm sorry I interrupted, but just that the, the, because I don't want to forget my thoughts. Was just okay. I, um, I also like, I guess maybe in the therapy, it like was the biggest part was like, we're getting to the point where I, th like it occurs to me that it's not helpful to other people. To not, oh yeah, to not, um, to, you know, to not essentially be honest, right? right. Yeah, so, that's what it comes down to, right? <laughs> so, right, yeah. If you have so, a feeling and you don't express it, right, you're, right. You're and then you leave them, them guessing, like, and it's it's confusing. And I certainly have been on the other end of that, you know. And it's yeah. not, um, it's it not feels fun. Like it's shit. just like, yeah. yeah. So, so that's you know. And they never, no one wants to hear your guesses at what, yeah. you know, like you're always wrong if you're right. guessing at how somebody feels. But if that person's not telling you how they feel, yeah, it's Maybe just that a was, mess. That realization was like when I got my yellow belt. In <laughs> nice. I don't know the other, the brown belt or something like that. Yeah. We're not at the, I don't think I'm at the black belt. I don't know what's, I don't yeah. know how many belts you get. I'm not. In I therapy? Well, if you're a black belt. Well, no, just belt, in terms then, of my, like, in terms of my, like, you know, work or Your progress you toward yeah. self-realization, self-actualization. There are belts ahead, which is the name of my new memoir. Belts ahead. <laughs> belts ahead. Um, I like it. Yeah. The jujitsu of life. Right. Jason oh. Porter. Yeah. Um, no, I, well, my feeling about therapy is that it's, it's continuous. It's ongoing. Right. Because there's always more to talk about. Mm -hmm. There's always more stuff that's happened in your life mm -hmm. and you never totally perfect the skill of, you know, having it all figured out, I don't think. I, I mean, I think therapists right. also benefit from therapy and, and oh should God, actually yeah. be in therapy if they I'm really sure they, well, they are. believe. I think, they, I think isn't that like a standard practice? I don't think it is, to, actually. I think it really should be. I thought they have to like, or most of them do. 
I think only when they're training, from, um, like only as they. Oh, really? Yeah. Once you're a certified therapist and you have your own practice, you do whatever the fuck you want. And I think a lot of a but, lot of therapists think that they're they it, have their shit together and right, don't need it. Right. Well, that no, that's possible. But I thought it was like a standard practice, at least in certain schools of thought, whether or not people stick with it. I guess. Yeah. Is, you know, but um, it certainly should be written yeah. into the bylaws. Because like, it's just, uh, do you believe in this science? Right. Okay. Well, then participate in it. Well, no, I mean, not also just because their workload has got to be pretty draining. You know, like for sure, you got to be able to talk to somebody to listen and listen actively, and to be empathetic. Yeah, that's actively is exhausting. Yeah, it's like um, telling a massage therapist not right. to get massage. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, you no, you don't need to. Right, yeah, you're taking on all these other people. Else, yeah. right. So, for uh, sure. But I know there are therapists out there who don't think that they need therapy, which oh, to yeah. me is just crazy. Right. Like that's not a therapist I would want to go right, talk to. Right, right, right. And uh, my and therapist just, believes that it's just a continuous thing, and you know, mm-hmm. and it's, I don't think she's telling me that just to. So I keep, keep paying her, her. Right. yeah, because she's, you know, <laughs> no, of course not. she's very fair and she's very, you know, she cares about me and considers right. my well-being first yeah. and foremost, which yeah. I, I wouldn't be with somebody that didn't, right. you know. That makes a difference. Yeah, you know, but I have, I have had therapists who didn't, you know, it wasn't mm-hmm. because they didn't have good intentions, they just didn't, ha- they didn't have the same belief in it or mm-hmm. the understanding of what its purpose is, I mm-hmm. think. I mean, there are several schools of thought. Yeah. But I think it's possible to think that you're doing something well and actually not be doing it. Like, uh, you know. Oh, sure. Like in recovery, I saw lots of people who thought they were doing recovery. Right, right. And they really weren't. Right. They really weren't behaving in accordance with. Right. They were just on some. In their mind. Yeah. In some ways. Mm -hmm. Like, there are people like, well, I don't drink. Mm -hmm. I'm still a sexual predator, but I don't, you know, but at least I'm not drinking. Right, yeah, at least I remember what I did. Yeah, and in their mind, that was somehow okay. Like, things like that. That's an extreme example. Right. But but there were versions of that. There were people within the groups who would, who were predatory. And uh, mostly toward newcomers, you know, because those are the easy targets. I'm talking about people with decades clean. Really? Yeah. That's some fucking sleazy behavior to be yeah. doing in the rooms of right. recovery. Right. And and oh. to be touting yourself as a recovered at a recovering. Right. Someone who either. understands that like some, vulnerability yeah. comes from just a slightly less vulnerable place yep. in that context. And then for that person to be sponsoring people yeah, and yeah, like spreading his up. own Oof. sort of devious version yeah. of what you're allowed oh, to do. Oh, don't tell me that. I'm don't sorry. It's uh, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't surprise me because we're all we're all people wherever we go. But, well, that's that um, became my experience ultimately. I still yeah. I don't want to talk. I don't want to speak badly of it. And right, I actually, right. in a recent episode, yeah, also was sort of bashing it. But yeah. I I do credit recover. You know, twelve yeah. step for helping me a lot. If, yeah, you know, oh, if not saving my seems ass. like it. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, but ultimately, what revealed itself is that the principles before personalities mm-hmm. edict was not mm-hmm. followed all that closely by. I'd say the majority of people, I, I think right. even the ones who really, really claim to have a hold on their own, mm. you, you know, I mean, there were some, there were some who stayed true right. all the way, but there are certainly those who didn't, you know, yeah. 25 years clean, slapping somebody on the ass who Oof. has 30 days clean, you know? Well, that's, yeah. Not cool. Even regardless of cleanliness, not cool. <laughs> It's not really the place for that yeah, anyway. Yeah. You slice it, right. but it's not. It's not something that uh, you know. A, per, a, a man in a relationship with another man who's also in recovery, right? And he's doing it in front of that person oh. to a newcomer who is 
hetero and not, you know, right. wouldn't have been responsive in the best mm. of circumstances. Oh, God. It just feels real sleazy. It makes yeah. you question the whole, like who, who in there is doing it. Right. In but, the way that you can trust or, you know, yeah. you, I found the people, I found those. No, it seems like, I mean, from the, the very little bit that I know about or imagine would be with like, it would be good to have a good group. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. like it, it could really not work if you're, if you're not like comfortable with the group. Not that you have to be like, like lined up otherwise is like best friends but just to have well, like people most, that you can like who give and take and share and yeah. listen you know and and that you respect or see you that's know. what you hope for and that yeah. is the ideal and it you know people strive for that ideal uh, for that ideal mm-hmm. for the most part um but it only takes one a-hole to mess up a whole thing yeah you know? right like in oh, any yeah. in oh, any situation that's it only the takes one monkey brained but, yeah not and i don't want to denigrate monkeys right. I, I shouldn't we use are any. them it's true <laughs> yeah. yeah well i should yeah if anything if i want to throw an insult me. i should say a human human yeah. brained right. idiot well monkeys have better dicks too sometimes you know <laughs> more more exciting more yeah. interesting more prevalent yeah me too all right um should we uh i don't think, know what i think time we have it? to get to your yeah we probably do. dinner you're sponsoring yeah. it all right well we'll uh, let's wrap for now yeah we, and then um, yeah i know i, I well I feel like we could do more, but we we, we will be, just not necessarily on the microphone, but maybe, who knows? Well, I love you dearly. Love you too, man. Thanks for coming. Yeah, no, no problem. Really, really happy to connect in any way that we can. The best. All right, man. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Okay, bye. Thanks for listening, everybody. That was my lifelong friend, Jason Porter. Um, He has a whole bunch of cool stuff that you should check out, and you can do that at his website, thejasonporter.com. Porter is spelled like, you know, airporter, teleporter, reporter, that kind of thing. Um, And Jason is spelled like Jason. And, uh, he also wrote a book. It's called Why Are You So Sad? And it was published, and it's really brilliant. I think you should either read it or find it on audio. And uh, he reads it himself, the audio book. Uh, it's great. It's funny. It's sad. It's everything. It's real life. And um, he currently has a podcast called Grown Ups Are Lucky. And it is one of the most brilliant things I have ever experienced. Um, it's short fiction, very short fiction. The episodes are about four minutes each. And, uh, he does, I mean, even his intros and outros are, uh, works of art in my opinion. And, uh, he's just somebody's somebody whose brain you should take a little journey through. It's incredible. He's, he's been one of the most brilliant and funny people in my life for my whole life. And I know a lot of those people. So, um, I feel very honored to call him my friend and I think you should see what kind of creative stuff he's doing and go follow and like and rate and all that stuff that you're supposed to do. And Hey, why not do that with mine as well? Um, 
it actually really helps if you go to iTunes and rate, uh, hopefully a high rating and, um, subscribing, I think helps a lot. It just gets it out there to more people, which I truly, truly appreciate. And I truly appreciate you listening and I'll be back next week with something, some kind of something. All right. Love you all. Happy new year. It's going to be a good one. Bye.